Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, April 17th, 2023. Stand up for your country. You know, this news agency looks ahead. All right. And the reason we do that is to alert you about things that might happen. And we always tell you it might happen, not that it will, that will affect you directly. So that's one of the things that we do that very, very few news agencies um, are even interested in. We want to give you what they call a heads up on news developing. And that's what we're going to do tonight because there is an overseas threat. Now, you'll remember last week I said I'm not buying stocks for the time being. I'm not buying any stocks. The reason is this, this overseas threat, because if it happens, then the stock market is going to completely tank. All right. So I am a conservative investor. I am being very cautious because I understand what's happening overseas. And that is the subject of this evening's talking points memo. You may have heard that the Justice Department arrested some Chinese nationals today. Uh, in New York City that were setting up quasi-spy agencies. Well, that's been going on for a long time. I mean, the Justice Department, because of this espionage thing in Massachusetts, they're embarrassed. They got to get out in front. So they rounded up a few Chinese nationals. Now, we'll have more on that tomorrow after I can figure out what the deuce they were actually doing. So these reports are initial, and I don't want to speculate on them. But there is surveillance going on from the Justice Department on Chinese nationals inside the USA, because China is the primary threat to this country. 
Now, there was a column over the weekend by Victor Davis Hanson. If you don't know him, he is a brilliant man, Victor Davis Hanson. Okay? He writes out of Fresno, California. He's a professor there. Now, he listed all of the problems overseas that have gotten worse under Joe Biden. And his thesis, um, Mr. Hansen's thesis, is that Biden is so weak that our enemies are taking advantage of us. I'm going to run those threats down briefly for you now. The first one, as mentioned, is China. Now, China is trying to figure out, is it worth invading Taiwan, killing maybe 100,000 people, because that's what would happen, and the Red Chinese would lose men too. Is it worth it? And then our economy is going to tank because there'd be all kinds of economic sanctions like Putin and Russia. Or should we wait or something? That's a calculation that she and the communists are making in Beijing right now. All right. If the Chinese do invasion, invade Taiwan, it's a war. Okay. Because we'll have to do something, whether it's naval, I, I don't know. I don't know, and I'm not going to speculate on it, but the economy will just absolutely blow up along with Taiwan because the Taiwanese will fight. Okay, the second one is Putin and, and Ukraine and Russia, and, and, you know, the man is a menace. He's a menace. He's got nuclear weapons, and he's, you know, megalomaniacal, and he, he's capable of doing anything. Okay, so we all know about that. Now, I believe the Biden administration is doing the correct thing by arming Ukraine and destroying Putin's expansion because he's not been able to expand since NATO and the USA have gotten the weapons in there. Gets a little gain, but at what cost? So Russia's not doing well. It's another inhibitor on China. The third thing is Saudi Arabia, which used to be our friend. It is no longer. It's run by a uh, sheikh named Mohammed bin Salman. Okay, he's a prince. Now, Biden insulted him by accusing him of murder. It was a journalist, Khashoggi, killed in Turkey by Saudis. Saudis killed him, no doubt about it, in my mind. Okay, and then Biden said, well, uh, Salman did it. Well, that alienated Saudi Arabia. They're not our friend anymore. They're raising oil prices. They just signed a deal with Iran. Okay, that's the third one. Then we go into the Iran nuke stuff, which they're developing because there's no treaty. Trump got us out of the treaty, and then Biden said, I want to get back in, but Iran doesn't want to get back in. They want the nuke. Okay, that brings Israel in because Israel is not going to let Iran get a nuclear weapon. Israel will attack Iran. And Israel doesn't like Biden. Okay, you see? See what's going on here? Then we go to Mexico, which is just basically giving the United States the middle finger, doing nothing to stop the millions of migrants traipsing across Mexican territory into the USA and the unbelievable amounts of narcotics coming from Mexico into the USA. Obrador says, hey, it's your fault. You Americans want the narcotics, so we're not going to stop the cartels. But it's basically the cartels own him, Obrador. They own him. 
and they run the country. What is Biden doing about it? Nothing. Open borders. Everybody comes. Okay? And then you have France, supposedly our big NATO ally. Okay? Macron, up to here with domestic problems because he wants to raise the, uh, aid, the pension age in France, goes to China, you'll remember this, it was a big deal, it was not reported that way by the American press, because the American press, at this point, doesn't know what the deuce they're doing. They don't, which is why you're here listening to me and watching me. So Macron goes there and tells Xi, hey, if you invade Taiwan, uh, you know, it's not our problem in Europe. <laughs> I think she was real happy to hear that, right? Meanwhile, Biden, where is he? on any of that. So Victor David Hansen and Bill O'Reilly both concur that this foreign policy is a disaster. And with all of those problems, this is going to impact how we live, how we go to work, how much money we have, what the money is worth. Now, Biden only has 17 more months before the election of 2024, but the Republicans are in disarray. Now, I don't think, as I told you, Biden will run. His mental capacity is declining fast. The column in the Times of London over the weekend, and that's a very liberal paper. And the liberal columnist goes, he went to Ireland, this guy. He goes, no, we can't have this. He's too old. Okay, so summing up, I'm not buying any stocks for the time being. I will tell you when I start to buy again. I am going into defensive mode that may last until the next election because I know from my perch, and I have a pretty darn good perch, the Biden administration is a certified disaster. And the Democratic Party doesn't care. And that's a memo. President scheduled today, as we predicted, nothing. He is in the White House. There is a rumor that he's there. Nothing on his public schedule. Again. Maybe they'll have another Easter egg roll. I don't know. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. 
No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe, download now the truth. All right, weekend violence. Um, I'm working on something for Wednesday. I'm not going to tell you what it is because it might not come through that about this gun violence stuff that I think you're going to find interesting. Anyway, we got two major situations. Alabama, giant sweet 16 party, primarily African-American. Okay. Violence breaks out, gun violence. Four dead, 28 hurt. 28 hurt, four dead. Young black males start shooting at each other in the party. The media does not report they're African-American. If it were whites shooting blacks, do you think the media would report it? I guess they would. Anyway, this was horrible. Horrible. And some of these kids who were shot were on their way to college, were very high achievers, and all this. So the authorities in Alabama, they don't have any suspects. <laughs> it was... There had to be 100 people at this party. Nobody saw anything. I think they'll get it, but they don't have it. Chicago. Okay. Um, Same thing. Hundreds of mostly minority young people storm Millennial Park in Chicago. Now, if you've been to Chicago, Millennial Park is like, It's a big, major um, spot. And predictably, mayhem breaks out. All right? He's a primarily minority, but not all. So the police come, and as soon as they show up, the shooting starts. Not by the police. Among the younger people. Three injured. A 16-year-old, 17-year-old, and an adult bystander. 15 arrests. Okay. Um, Now, the mayor, the new mayor, this is unbelievable. Uh, Brandon Johnson, worse than Laurie Lightfoot. Here's what Johnson says, quote, it is not constructive to demonize youth who have otherwise been starved of opportunities in their own communities. Our city must work together to create spaces for youth to gather safely and responsibly. So don't criticize the people who are shooting. No, there's not enough spaces, which is total bull. If you know anything about Chicago, plenty of space. You wanna play soccer or football or baseball or softball, there's plenty of park space there. But this is the situation. The violence, most of it, is generated by younger minority people in this country. And the media in Chicago, nope. Didn't mention minority. Nope. Not going to say it. Total blackout. All right, 10 years ago today, Boston Marathon shooting in the Boston Marathon was held. I'm sorry. Um, The 117th annual Boston Marathon 
was run on Patriot's Day, April 15th, okay? Um, Ten years ago, at 2.49, the first bomb went off, first of two. Now, I covered that on Fox. In fact, it, it shocked me, but we were the highest rated news show of all news shows, including the network news, um, that day when people turned into the factor to, to see. It was horrible. Um, 281 injured, four dead by these terror bombs. Two brothers, Johar Sinaev and his brother Tamilan Shanaev. Um, Tamilan was uh, killed by police, and uh, Johar is on death row. He's a federal, so he will be executed. The Supreme Court reinstated the death penalty against him. A lower federal court threw it out. Supreme Court put it back. So he'll be executed when no one knows. Now, remember, there was an eight-year-old boy killed in this. Okay, Martin William Richard. Well, I'm happy to report that the uh, Boston Marathon went off flawlessly today. 30,000 athletes. Um, the, the best, greatest marathon in the world. And, um, but 10 years ago, boy, was that bad. Fox News. Okay, now, this is a fluid situation, this Dominion lawsuit thing. And uh, we tape in the late afternoon, the no-spin news, uh, so we can go out to all over the world. We're a worldwide news agency now. And uh, so by the time I'm saying this, something might have changed. So the trial was postponed for a day. It was supposed to start today in Delaware. You'll know the Dominion Voting Machine Company is suing Fox News for $1.6 billion. The judge postponed it, and that signals that there are settlement talks underway, which I am told is true. If I had to bet, and this is purely speculation on my part, I would bet there would be a settlement between $750 million and a billion. Fox News will pay Dominion because Rupert Murdoch does not want to get on that stand. And then all the other Fox primetime people would have to be on the stand as well. And I wrote a column yesterday. The, all the other media in America love this. They've already convicted Fox News. Please read the column. I think it's a fair column. That's why I wrote it. Nobody else would have the guts to write it, but I did. Okay, so I hope you read that. Anyway. Um, after this is resolved, there, it continues, okay? Because there is another lawsuit by a company called Smartmatic against Fox News as well. They're based in London, England, all right? And they uh, do voting systems as well, electronic voting systems. So they're suing for $2.7 billion against Fox. By the way, uh, Dominion, if it wins a settlement, uh, then goes after Newsmax and OAN. So Dominion, this is just one of three. Newsmax and OAN do not have the money. So they would bankrupt those agencies. If, you know, if Fox settles, 
and Fox would have to admit some wrongdoing in the settlement. They would have to. That's it for Newsmax and OAN. I can't see them surviving because they'll lose. And they don't have nearly the resources that Fox News has. That's one repercussion. And that's why the liberal media wants Dominion to prevail, because they want to knock out all conservative television, all of it. And in addition to that, (laughs) there are so many other things. So even though this Dominion Fox News thing will probably be, you know, a two week trial, maybe. Um, But if they settle, it'll be over fast, but it won't be over. So we I told you we were going to find a lawyer, a fair guy, no ideology to help us in our analysis of this situation, which is big. All right. Because if you knock out all conservative media, Fox News won't fold no matter what happens. Okay, three million Americans. That's their core audience. Three million. Okay, they will still watch Fox no matter what. Okay, no matter what, they are not going to stop. But three million and not that many. The core when I was there was much, much higher. Okay, so joining us now from Buffalo, New York is Aaron Sakin. He is a partner uh, in the Hodgson Ross firm out of uh, Buffalo, and he uh, knows litigation inside and out. So in my setup, did I do anything that you would object to in a court of law, counselor? No, Bill. All is okay. good. So, all right. So we got the we got the record right here. So I think that this settlement will happen. But if I'm wrong, the trial will unfold. Handicap Fox News's possibility that they win on a percentage basis, 30 percent, whatever. What would you put a percentage basis on? Certainly less than 50-50, no question. Probably closer to your number, Bill, Uh, maybe even smaller than that. If what we've seen in the press in terms of the publications that have been uh, leaked and revealed, if that's really what we're going to see for most of the trial, this is going to be a very uphill climb for Fox. I should say, though, it is hard to win a defamation case normally, right? Because normally you have to prove falsehood. The judge has already ruled in Fox's favor. So that now leaves Dominion having to prove the intent, right? Was there actual malice? Was there reckless disregard? It's not easy to prove, but there's already a lot of proof here, and I would not want to be Fox right now if I were heading So the odds are that Dominion will prevail if the trial goes forward. I did write a column on it, um, and and it's there uh, addressing the counselor's uh, reckless disregard for the truth point. So if you want to get really into it, read the column. Now, this is an ending for Fox because if they lose an enormous amount of money, which it would have to be for Dominion to settle, or if Dominion wins, they'll get an enormous amount of money. The individual shareholders, Americans and people overseas who hold the stock in the Fox company, can sue themselves, Fox, for fraud, can they not? Um, it depends on how they would style it. There are certainly shareholder suits all the time. And if the company or certain individuals or executives with control of the company act in a manner that is inconsistent with their duties, 
there and their fiduciary duties. Um, those suits are common. Whether it would go anywhere, I don't know. It would depend on what they allege and the proof that they have. But sure, those suits happen all the time. There's already been at least two Fox shareholders have, have filed suits against the company. But I would say there could be thousands that follow if it's shown that Fox did not live up to its reputation of reporting the news in an honest way, because that's why you're buying the stock. You're buying a company that you believe is putting out an honest product, right? And you would presumably buy a company whose uh, officers and directors wouldn't put the company knowingly, right, in a position where it would be subject to liability, where it would harm the company. And all those things would have to come out in litigation. And I suspect, Bill, if there is such a large number of individuals trying to sue, what would happen is these would be consolidated and eventually it would become some type of class action is what I would, would suspect if it got there. And the odds of that happening are? Um, to be determined. I'd say it's there 100 percent, are... Counselor. 100 percent that will happen. Well, there will be suits. I agree with you there. Um, I don't know if we're going to get hundreds or thousands of people, but it's possible. And certainly thousands. those suits and the people. The people who have brought those suits, Bill, can allege and try to be class representatives to bring it on behalf of thousands of people. You actually don't need that many people to yeah. sue because there could be a settlement on behalf there's, of the whole There's class. no way with $4 billion in the bank, and that's what Fox News has, largely counts are because of me, um, but I'm six years out, so none of this has anything to do with me, but they have $4 billion in the bank. Now, Dominion is going to take a billion of that one way or the other. So that leaves three. These people are going to come in. You got to know that. You got to know they're coming. They're coming against Fox. Uh, I think that's likely, although those shareholder type derivative suits are common in almost any instance where they think the stock has been devalued. Right. Okay. But where this one, you've, you've got evidence. You got on the record depositions and, and all of that. They're not starting from scratch here. They're not, but I could see some defenses. I could see some defenses that Fox would have. It doesn't mean they're going to escape a suit, but I could see how they try to defend it. I could see them using some of Mr. Murdoch's uh, messages that we've seen so far in the press, uh, acknowledging that, you know, we, we, we can't necessarily go down this road. We don't want to use our audience. And they could try to paint this as um, different hosts or different on-air people going rogue, right, that weren't part of the control group. And that might have been some of the themes, uh, and those may be some of the themes we're going to see at trial in the Dominion wow. case. that would be something. Okay, now the Smartmatic thing coming up, it, Smartmatic is not as big as Dominion, but they're, they're suing for more. You know, how do you see that? It depends. I would have to see the specific allegations, but you can imagine all of the same proof and all of the same discovery that has already been shared and revealed in this case is going to roll over to the next case. Would, Dominion share, would Dominion share what they have accumulated with Smartmatic? Would they give them all of that? No, I doubt it because there are usually confidentiality provisions that are in place and what's right. exchanged in a particular case. But I will tell you exactly what Smartmatic's lawyers would do. All do they would request from Fox all documents that you produce to Dominion in that case and more. And so they would get them. Okay.
So this is just a never-ending nightmare for the Fox News channel, correct? Correct in that any company who was allegedly defamed, right, by their hosts is going to have their day in court if they want it. The one we're dealing with right now is Dominion. I do think, and I agree with your analysis at the beginning, Fox wants to settle this because it's bad for business. But this may not be the only thing that it's going to have to deal with because there were... If true, there were other companies that are going to have their day in court. And the lawyers are going to make a fortune, aren't they, counselor? <laughs> I mean, my God. Somebody told me that Fox has paid $70 million in legal fees up to today. $70 million. I, uh, I, that's a huge number. Uh, but given the stakes in here, you've got a lawsuit for $1.6 billion. Uh, that amount isn't. Uh, totally disproportionate. No. It's less than a 20th of it. That's a lot. And this, they're working on their third legal team. FNC had two others and they fired and now they're in a third. Anyway, we appreciate it uh, very much, Counselor. Thanks for, and if something happens, we'll uh, annoy you again. And it's very nice of you to help us out. Happy to do it. Thank you. Okay. All right, Anheuser-Busch, another company in trouble. So the word is that they've lost $5 billion, Anheuser-Busch, in equity. I don't believe that number. I think it's much lower than that. But I can't calibrate um, how many people are stop, will stop buying Anheuser-Busch beer, Bud Light in particular. And it's all because they hired this uh, person, Dylan Mulvaney. Uh, she's a trans person. Um, and um, people said no. And it blew up, as you would think it would. So the CEO of Anzheimer's Bush, Brendan Whitworth, put out a statement. And it says, quote, we never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We are in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving in this country, uh, Mr. Whitworth was a Marine taught me the importance of accountability, the values upon which America was founded, freedom, hard work, respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I'm focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage, unquote. So this is damage control, obviously. Okay, this statement. And, and you know, I can't even believe that a company with the resources that Anheuser-Busch have couldn't think this was going to happen. It isn't anti-trans sentiment. That's not what's happening here. Most Americans, and I firmly believe this, don't give a whit what adults do in this area. What they don't want is it rammed down their throats and they don't want children to see this, to be confused about gender. Parents, grandparents don't want that. That's what's happening here. But the woke will never get it. Saturday Night Live hired a non-binary person to be in their cast. Fine. But now SNL's on a jihad. Go. For some reason, there's something about the word trans that makes people forget the word kids. If you don't care about trans kids' lives, it means you don't care about frickin' kids' lives. That funny? That satirical? No. 
It's a screed. S-C-R-E-E-D. It's that woman with the absolute cooperation of NBC and Saturday Night Live giving a lecture. Okay. But is that appropriate for Saturday Night Live? Is that what Saturday Night Live is? Give her her own show. Let her, let her do a talk show. Look, I'm the biggest advocate for anti-bullying. I taught high school. I saw the damage done by it. And I took action back then against the bullies. That should never happen. But that's what this should be concentrated on, bullying, not promoting a certain lifestyle. Trump, you knew we had to do one story on him, right? So in the first quarter, he's raised $19 million, and uh, after the indictment in New York, the fundraising went through the roof. But here's the interesting thing. Um, DeSantis' super PAC, never backed down, says it's raised $30 million. But I don't know the time frame of that. But DeSantis has a load of cash. But Trump has exploded in the donations to his um, not to him directly, but to his action committees, 19 million in the first quarter. Smart life. So we told you about this uh, soda, and, and I got to put this in context for those of you who haven't been following very closely. We are anti-sugar here. We're trying to convince all Americans to cut sugar. One of the biggest uh, problems with sugar is the drinks, the sodas, the iced teas, the energy drinks, even fruit drinks, they're loaded with sugar. So I've been walking around trying to find drinks that have low sugar content so that we'll all be healthier. And I found a few and I brought them to your attention. So the last one was Brain Pop Smart Soda. Brain Pop Smart Soda. It's newagedrinks.com. That's the website, newagedrinks.com. Interesting backstory. So this company was founded by a woman named Sierra Hushari. And she was attending Cornell and was hit by a drunk driver and suffered a brain trauma, a very serious injury, which changed her whole life. So she um, started to look into nutrition that helps the brain. And she came up with this brain pop soda. I, I didn't know any of this when I first recommended this to you. I just got the soda. Somebody said, try this. It was good. And you could read about it. it you know, it's got amino acids, vitamins and minerals, antioxidant caffeine blend. It has caffeine in it. And then you can read what they say. But it's a really smart, good, smart life segment because if you like it and you're comfortable with the ingredients, it's all up front. This will get you away from the sugar. It's got a little sugar and it tastes good. So that's smart life for today. Top American cities for marijuana. Here they are. Number one, Portland, Oregon. Now, I knew that when I worked there in the mid-1980s. I mean, it was a wash with weed, Portland. It rains all the time and people are inside getting stoned. 
Denver, I worked there too. When I worked in Denver, it wasn't that big. Buffalo, New York, freezing. Everybody's getting mad. Seattle, well, you know, Seattle, Baltimore, yeah. Vegas, so they get stoned to go, go to the casinos. That's not good. Sacramento, San Diego, both in California, obviously. Then we go to L.A., okay. San Francisco, sure. Boston, all the college kids. San Jose, of course, California, Phoenix, Detroit, and Hartford. You will notice that New York City is not on the list. And this list was put out by a group called Clever Real Estate. Well, you're not clever. You're crazy because New York City is number one. New York City, you cannot walk down a block in that city now without getting overpowered by marijuana smoke. It's insane. This day in history, April 17th, 7090, Benjamin Franklin dies. Brilliant man. Um, so uh, he was born in Boston, 1706, the 15th of 17 children. 17 children, okay? He was an apprentice to his brother. They fought. He didn't get along. He went to Philadelphia. He bought the Pennsylvania Gazette, became a success. Poor Richard's Almanac became a scientist, moved to London to represent four of the colonies with the king, came back, signed the Declaration of Independence. He had a common-law wife and an illegitimate son. Now, the reason and I'm getting into that is because Benjamin Franklin is one of the stars of Killing the Witches, the book, my book that comes out in September, okay, The Horror of Salem, Massachusetts. Benjamin Franklin was on the periphery of that whole thing, and it influenced the way he structured the debate for our Constitution. Fascinating man. He was the most famous American in the world at that time. The guy, and we bring you through all the, you know, ins and outs of this. So Benjamin Franklin died 233 years ago today. Back with the mail and a final thought on my New England adventure this weekend. All right, here's the mail. Let's go to John on the message board. Fox better get the checkbook ready because jurors are going to be from Newcastle County in Delaware who voted overwhelmingly for Biden in 2020. Paul Procaccini. Beach Island, South Carolina. If Fox News loses its case versus Dominion, will the company fold? No. It's got plenty of money. It will keep on keeping on. Pam, concierge member. Pam gets direct access to me. I hope you're finding the program worthy, Pam. Bill, I agree that a great majority of us are tolerant and believe people have the right to believe and do privately what they want. I really dislike them forcing their beliefs down people's throats through flaunting. It seems more one way to me. They want us to respect their beliefs, but don't respect our beliefs. Pam, that was a great letter. Those woke leftists, got to accept everything they put out. But your beliefs, they ridicule. Robert Anderson, Stockdale, Texas. Senator Mark Warner pushing the Restrict Act that will destroy freedoms listed under the Constitution. The Dems want to control every American citizen with unconstitutional government laws. The 
Restrict Act is basically a review of American business selling technology overseas, particularly to China. The review is done by the Secretary of Commerce. I don't see it as a big threat. I wouldn't worry about it. Rich Short, Rochester, New York, just finished Killing the Legends. Holds my attention with every word. We good. I appreciate the unique insight you provide with Legends and all of the Killing books. Looking forward to Killing the Witches. Thank you for reading my book, Rich. Killing the Legends, a great spring and summer read. Donald Callahan, Traverse City, Michigan, Traverse City. The Nosman News, Smart Life and Teen Normal, keeping me sane and enlightened. But how much longer can this be sustained? As long as I'm here, it can be sustained. I mean, you know, we've got momentum now. We're growing like crazy. Libby, I am a lifetime premium member, best money I ever spent. Libby Berry, Lexington, South Carolina. Now, this is an important letter because in order for us to expand, we have to get more premium and concierge members. Okay, we have plenty of them now, but that, if we, the more membership we get on BillOReilly.com, the more we can expand our new gathering operation. Okay, we started from nothing. And now we're the most successful independent news organization in the world because of you. Not only do you watch and listen on the radio, but thousands of you are premium and concierge members, but we need more. Therefore, Mom's Day is coming up. Get mom a gift certificate, a premium and concierge membership. We will give you a free book, any book you want. And the same thing with Dad on Dad's Day. In addition, Mother's Day, if you buy a Team Normal women's polo, and they are very sharp, we'll give you a free audio of any of my books. Anyone but you want. Get a free audio of the woman, if you buy from mom or grandma, Team Normal Polo, get a free audio of any of my books. Okay? Great deal. Word of the day, do not vacillate. When writing to me, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Back with a final thought in a moment. Okay, here is a final thought. I uh, went up to New England, uh, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts. Boston, as you know, my second home. I worked local news there at Channel 5 and 7, and I went to Boston University and Harvard. So I spent a lot of time in Boston, and great town. (laughs) I mean, just love it. Um, Anyway, I was up there watching a lacrosse game, Salve Regina College in Newport versus Curry College in Milton, Massachusetts, Salve won. Um, I was up there, and then, you know, I cruised around and, and all that. Driving home... On Saturday afternoon, I figured, you know, I'll get home in about three and a half hours from Boston. And I was cruising right up to New Haven, Connecticut. And then traffic stopped dead. No reason. It's not a work day. It's not rush hour. There was a little construction. The roads are not in good shape. Now, remember, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and New York, high, high tax states. It took me, it should take me from New Haven to Long Island about 90 minutes, all right? It took almost double that. It, the whole infrastructure in the Northeast on the roads collapsed. It's, it's like Cairo, Egypt. Highways are in bad shape, cars, 
everywhere. Where were they going on a rainy Saturday afternoon? And it wasn't even raining. It was a little drizzle. I mean, now I can't do that again. Because I'm driving me crazy, you know. I mean, I, there's so many songs you can listen to. I got to take the ferries now across the Long Island. Can't you can't drive it anymore. Anyway, um, I had a great time. It was great to be in New England. It was worth it. It was worth it. I wrote a message of the day about a bumper sticker that I saw that says "Religion Fake News." I'm coming up with another bumper sticker. Okay, here's my bumper sticker. You'll be able to get it soon on BillOReilly.com. Atheism, nothing there. I'm fighting back. Atheism, nothing there. We'll have it in about a week, okay? But I thank the uh, infidel who had the religion fake news because that's I got inspired. On the mass pike, message of the day explains it. Thank you for watching the No Spin News and listening. We'll see you again tomorrow.